Hello and welcome to Centerpoint, the podcast for the Center for Educator Recruitment, Retention, and Advancement, or CERA. I'm your host, Todd Scholl, and this is the June 2019 episode. On this episode, I had the chance to sit down and speak with Sheila Esposito. Ms. Esposito is a mathematics teacher at Crestwood High School in Sumter School District, and she comes to South Carolina by way of Kenya. She and I had an opportunity to speak about the challenges that international teachers sometimes face and the help that an effective mentor can provide for them. So without further ado, here is Sheila Esposito. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Todd. Thank you very much for this opportunity. My name is Sheila Esposito from Mombasa, Kenya, along the coastal regions of Kenya. And I have a bachelor's degree in mathematics, majoring in mathematics, minoring in physics. Been a teacher for seven years, but according to South Carolina, five years. And I've been teaching so far in international schools for the seven years that I've been in Kenya. And now I'm in South Carolina, one year down the line. What were your immediate challenges when you arrived here in South Carolina? Upon arriving in South Carolina, I must say the most immediate challenge that I did face was finding accommodation. We arrived here and our sponsors had um, catered for us to stay in a hotel for a number of days as we went to training. But then they also gave us restrictions where we had to try and find our own accommodations in our school district within four days. Now that can be a little challenging to come here and only to be told, sorry, you have to still apply, which is quite different to me and it's a totally new experience. So we had to apply, wait for a response two days and sadly enough, the third day you're told we're unfortunate, we don't have any more vacancies or we cannot take you. So that was one big challenge. I think another challenge was mostly transportation, only because most of us did not have social security numbers by then. Our sponsors had already organized for us to get cars at just one dealer. Now that means we were restricted in terms of interests and in terms of, of course, pocket-friendly um, budget where we had absolutely no say with regards to that. So that was another challenge. What challenges emerged a few weeks into the first year of school here in South Carolina? So what were some of the school challenges you faced? Well, the very, f the first and foremost thing that gave me the biggest um, challenge, I must say, was the class size. I was beyond shocked to come in and be greeted by 38 students and the numbers kept trickling in as time went by. Within those 38 students, again, I had to figure out how to meet each and every one of those students' individual needs academically, only because not all of them, of course. As a teacher, we know that differentiation is important. But for me to try and devise means and methodologies of catering to those 38 students, it was a bit tricky. Um, another thing I can say is American students are very open-minded and very opinionated about many things. So another challenge was me trying to help them realize that despite the imagination or despite the assumptions that they have about people from the diaspora, I still require my respect and there's no two ways about that. So it, was, it took me quite a while stamping my authority, but the minute I did, we got along on the same boat. 
this kind of goes along with that a little bit. Well, what was it like to be a teacher in South Carolina after coming from your home country? Maybe make some. Yeah, now having come back from my country and teaching for the first time in South Carolina, it goes back to what I just said. There was, of course, the part where you just needed to stamp your authority and just let the students know that all that they've been told or thought of Africa, it's absolutely not true, not all of it. So I still deserve my respect as a human being and, of course, as the person who's going to impart knowledge on them. But if you compare, I must say that... Um, one thing that did um, keep me rolling, I must say, is the technological exposure that the students have. It took me a short while to get used to training them and teaching using the technology because back home we are still exposed to technology, but I realized with American students, they thrive more on technology as opposed to back home. And so I just had to get myself involved and get to be as experienced as I can with the technology bit. How is how's education different overall um, here from your home country? Or well, schools different? Well, I must say there's a big difference. U.S. has the advantage of it's opened its doors, very many doors to its students, I must say, in the sense that with the exposure that the students have in terms of the technological devices, every learner is able to attain something or a goal in life, I believe, because most learners nowadays with the 21st centuries and all this um, social media that they're exposed to, most learners are visual special learners. With that said, when they have such um, equipment like the Promethean boards, the Chromebook at the exposure, they should be able to at least be able to reach 70% of the academic advantages that they are exposed to. Now back home, despite us having the Chromebooks, I must say they're not utilized in every subject other than when you have a research task. Now that forces a student to really strive as hard as they can to retain as much information. And if, unfortunately, the student has a memory uh, problem or is challenged, memory you know, difficulty, then education becomes rather a fight or a tug of war for that student. So that's one of the things that I've noticed that are quite different. Another thing that I've noticed is the U.S. actually has made it uh, possible for all students to study. Back home, education, at least good quality education, costs a hefty amount of money. Parents have to go out and either work two jobs or just make sure that they keep their job as long as possible in order to make sure that their students attain the quality education. Because we have to pay for tuition fees, we have to pay for uh, transportation, you have to pay for the school meals and all that is a good amount of money. What surprised you most about education here in the States? What surprised me the most, I must say, number one was um, the demand for grades. Every time I would give out a task to my students, are you grading this? Are you grading this? That's the common question. Unlike where I'm from, where without necessarily grading a task, we thrive more for the knowledge as opposed to the grading. Now, I noticed something that in the States, everything has to be graded, and it's always about the numerous tests, and it's a one test after the other. So that kind of put me at a position where I didn't know whether I was supposed to impart knowledge 
that will help the student further his education at a later point in time or whether I was supposed to start teaching a test. And in that case, it puts me in a position where I've got to teach what I'm going to test because the student only cares about that grade. So that's one thing that surprised me the most. What were you least prepared for here in South Carolina? Well, the hurricane. <laughs> that scared totally, got me scared completely. Immediately when they announced that on the news, I was like, no, this is not happening. Because back home, when I watch BBC, it's a situation where I see people climbing on top of their ceilings to save their dear life, houses being washed down. And I went into a panic attack just thinking of myself and my one-year-old babies. I was like, where am I going to start from that? So that's one thing that I was least prepared for. Another thing maybe was the lack of public transportation. Back home, we're exposed to so much transportation. You don't need to necessarily use your car to move from one place to the other. You can either use uh, the public buses or you could use a train. But that is not um, something that I've seen so far with the short stay that I've had in South Carolina. What would you say you were most prepared for in South Carolina? Well, most prepared for was the basic the infrastructure. Everything is so well organized and where you would least expect to find the basic facilities, they're actually available. They may not be upstandard, but they're still available. That makes it accessible to the, not, the citizen who cannot afford anything or go to a bigger city in order to look for such things. So that was quite impressive for me. What do you wish that your mentor or your colleagues here in the building would have known about you during your first year here? That's a good question. What I think, what I feel they should know about me, for those who still do not know me, is I'm just a very realistic person. What you see is basically what you get. There is no two ways about it. And sometimes I might be a little blunt, but with absolutely no malicious intentions, only because I believe in giving you real feedback as opposed to feedback that's gonna be unrealistic, just to be, you know, something that's not profitable at the end of the day. I have very little patience or tolerance for gossip, but at the same time, I'm always willing to open my arms for a friend who's genuine and loyal. What advice would you offer a teacher mentoring an international teacher? I think because an international teacher is coming to a place that he or she may not have been to previously, and there is, of course, the natural anxiety, the first thing that the mentor should do is develop a relationship or some sort of rapport with this teacher in order to build trust. There's no way someone new or a stranger is going to open up to you and start telling you their difficulties without trust. So somehow or the other, I believe the mentor needs to find something, a line between where they're going to obviously develop some sort of friendship and common goals and common interests that ne don't necessarily have to do with the school environment. It could be something outside the school and just become a friend and sooner or later I think everything else will fall in line. It's just like when having your students for the first time. It's going to take them a while for them to get to realize that you're actually there for them and not against them. 
and I think also perhaps the mentors need to have some close proximity with the person they're mentoring, with the mentee, just because that would, we all know, we have these lazy days when you've just had a rough day in school and you don't have the patience or the time to start walking across the building looking for your mentor. So if the mentor would be someone within your department or someone whom at least you teach the same subject with, then I think it would be easier to relate with the person in terms of them understanding the difficulties you're undergoing. What, um, what brought you here specifically? Like, what, what attracted you to this school or this district? Well, I didn't have a choice of choosing the school or the district. My sponsors did. But what attracted me to the entire program was because I knew that this was uh, an opportunity that I could not pass out on. Back home, situations are different, I must say, when it comes to your career. Unfortunately, we are faced with a situation where nepotism is more common. That being said, whether you have your bachelor's degree, it won't matter as long as you, ha um, you don't have any good relations with the overall boss. And so I felt like it was time for a change. And the change was a positive change because one, I needed to grow career-wise. I feel like with the seven years of teaching that I've learned, I needed something different, something that was gonna challenge me. And here I am, which better place other than the US to challenge me? And truth, truth be said, the one year has challenged me left and right, and I think I'm much better. Secondly, I think it's also because um, the structure. I must say there's a better structure and Teachers are actually appreciated in the US compared to my country. Despite us getting more respect from the students back home, in terms of uh, incentives and the way teachers are looked up to, I must say the US offers a better deal with that. What are you planning on doing? Are you planning on going back to Kenya? Or you're, what, are you, what are you thinking your long range plans are? In the five years time to come, sure. I always say that I have to get my master's degree. There is no way I'm leaving the States without my master's degree. And because I already have an enthusiasm and teaching is just one of those things that I thrived to do since I was a child, I think it's perhaps this is going to be a great opportunity for me to perhaps start my own career in terms of business-wise. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you plan on staying here, trying to stay here, or are you going to go back to Kenya, or are you going to go to somewhere else, or you just don't know? <laughs> As of now, I'm going to say I don't know, but I'm, do I'm still looking forward to staying in the U.S. a couple more years, okay. if the opportunity presents itself. What, um, what have we not covered that you want to talk about? What, is there anything else that you want to talk about that's on your mind that you think would be helpful for people who are working with international teachers or for the international teachers themselves? Mm -hmm. Well, I think um, as far as international teachers go, I think what I say to my friends, we sometimes, or from what um, the perspectives that we look at things is, sometimes we're not gonna get equal opportunities as the US teacher, only because we strive so hard to come and make ourselves better and make our careers better, of course. And 
like any other teacher, it is our best interest to try and make the U.S. students better as well, so that by the time our contracts here are over, we've made a huge difference in the student's life, even if it wasn't academically, but at least meeting their emotional needs, as some of them just look forward to having a motherly or a fatherly figure. I think with international teachers, we just feel like we need to um, qualify for the positions as well, just like the U.S. teachers. That's, I think, what would be the burning issue here. Sheila Esposito. Well, if you'd like to learn more about Sarah's programs and services, head on over to our website at sarah.org. That's C-E-R-R-A.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Sarah SC. If you'd like to learn more about the nation's model for pre-collegiate teacher recruitment, go to teachercadets.com. You can follow that program and like it on Facebook and Twitter at Teacher Cadets. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Centerpoint, the podcast for the Center for Educator Recruitment, Retention, and Advancement.